This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan, and in for Amy this morning, K-Mac, Kristen McQuarrie, Chicago Tribune Editorial Board. Uh, Kristen, I know you probably have one of those uh, big, guaranteed seven-figure defined uh, uh, benefit pension plans over there at the Chicago Tribune. So the last couple of days, uh, seeing the market uh, pull back uh, 5%, more than 1,000 points, that had to make you a little jittery. Um. You know, I'm just counting on taxpayers to bail me out of my defined benefit plan, so <laughs> oh, good. We're, we're good. All right. No, it was, I mean, so, some that of the headlines. the order of the day, yeah. Some of the headlines were describing this as, you know, the abyss, that this was extremely dangerous. Now, of course, it's already bounced back a little bit today, right? Tech stocks are starting to rise, so we're, we're pulling back from the edge. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. I'm a little worried. Yeah. I, I was looking the next couple of days, and. I have my exit strategy plan like anybody else, and I mean, might make you stay a little bit longer if this continues. Yeah, I mean, I might have to work another six months, and uh, that's not part of the plan. You uh, don't really work, though. I mean, let's be well, honest. right? Hardest working guy you know works twenty hours a week. Uh, for more on this topic and uh, what the future holds, we look into the crystal ball of Scott the Cow Guy, Scott Shalady, Fox Business contributor, joining us now. Scott, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. No problem. So um, you seem very calm, which is good. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just counting on. I'm counting on those four taxpayers that are left to help bail Chris, Chris, Chris <laughs> yes. out what she needs. It. Yeah, I'm trying to get out uh, before her pension comes due. Uh, Scott, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what, um, uh, what what are we to understand from the last two days and uh, what that means for uh, the last two months of the year? Well, I would say the the word is velocity. We had to we have to really keep an eye on the velocity of any rate increases, and that's what scared the market. And obviously, then the velocity of the downturn in asset prices. We've had a great run. You know, the last two or three days have been kind of difficult for us here because it's really just been a story of excuses, and nobody really cares what the excuse is. But I will say this: there's no new news out there that made the market do what it did. It was just this a little bit of a lemming slash herd mentality that began to start to take some. So, you know, the chips off the table because, you know, since Trump was elected, the high, you know, we had from the low to the highs, it was around a 45% return on the stock market. Now it's around just over 40. So if you're about to retire, and I would have told you less than two years ago, you'd see that market rally 40%, 42%. I mean, you'd be stupid not to take some of that money off the table, you know, before you kind of left. And those are the people I think that really were in the the crosshairs here because the ones that are actually either you know retired or about to retire or the, or the ones that really had to make a move. But ultimately, I, the numbers are 4.2% growth, 3.7% unemployment. You know, we've got some good fundamental underlying economic news. So uh, arguably you could say that maybe people got a little nervous that things were too good or, you know, when's this all going to end? But at the end of the day, the U.S. economy is the bellwether right now for the rest of the world and everybody else wants to be us. So you don't bl- you don't think it was Kanye? He was just so yeah. he made everyone very jittery. <laughs> let's let's throw Thank that in his basket too. Yeah, well, I mean, I, we no, I don't. It, yeah, he uh, <laughs> that that is such a minefield to go down that that shaft to talk about Kanye West and Donald Trump. I'll probably just stay away from it. But yeah. it, it's uh, you know, interesting to say the least. So you don't think that the announcement that the president is going to meet with the Chinese president at the G two G twenty summit. Um, 
that calmed some fears? And Well, if you want to do a play-by-play, yesterday at around 2.30 Eastern time, where there was a wall of selling equity-wise. Um, but it was, you know, it's some, in, in, in some part, it was stemmed by those folks that had seen that news and were thinking that, hey, this could come to an end. And that's the very reason why this is almost going to be like a binary event. And it's very difficult to trade a binary event because, you know, I believe that this won't take as long as people think it's going to. I don't think the president's got the patience. Uh, you know, he's an, he's an action man. He's not a man of attrition. Um, and so you want to make sure you're in the market and invested when it does, because that's really the main thing that's been holding the market back, if at all. And I think that when it finally does come out, look what we got happen. Look what happened when we got the Mexico news and the Canadian news. It's it's going to be good for the market. And there's so I, I just got off the phone with a big hedge fund in New York, and there's so many people in New York that have missed this 40% rally since Trump was elected because. They didn't like them. They voted with their hearts, and they didn't vote with their heads and missed the rally. So there's so much dry powder on the sidelines still that needs to get in the market. And as we get closer to the end of the year, that just is going to ratchet up the pressure on those guys to perform. So it'll be interesting to see if we get some good news on top of the fact that a lot of guys have missed the move. Whew. What so, about, uh, what about uh, Trump's uh, you know, jawboning the Fed? And, uh, you know, they're, they're wacko. They're loco. They're loco over there at the Fed, Scott. And... Uh, does that does it you know potentially signaling that he doesn't want to see another rate increase even though they're scheduled? I I just think it's hubris. I think it's just a stake for the likes of Mr. Sean from Elmore Park. You know, give everybody <laughs> something to talk about. But it's just a, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so. Okay, it means something only to unhinged conspiracy theorists. Which is like, okay, <laughs> exactly, I got it. Perfect. Exactly right. Exactly uh, right. Uh, what about uh, the prospect of earnings reports in the fourth quarter being, um, and there, you know, there's a lot uh, high expectations for earnings reports. If they don't meet expectations, then can we see a second dip? Well, I don't. Th- I think they things are looking pretty good. So um, that wasn't really the concern on the street. I think the street was worried about forward guidance. That was what everybody was talking about over the last three or four days when we lost this five or six percent in a couple of days. It was we think in earnings will be good, but we're worried about what they're going to have to say about things going forward. So, you know, uh, yeah, they could probably you know take a little bit off the top here, but at the end of the day, it's still hard to argue with the real numbers. What's been really happening to the economy, and and are, we can take a little off the top because things are good. But at the end of the day, again, we're the bellwether. People want to be us. We're our, we're raising rates. Our economy is growing, and we still don't have that real huge threat of inflation. I wanted you to get back to the point you were saying you were you were in New York, and there were a bunch of people who kind of stayed on the sidelines and missed um, missed this growth spurt. And and is this the moment now when you anticipate that they will get in, and get back in? Well, well, it's an opportunity. Things are on sale, right? And I mean, it didn't, and just because we're up today doesn't mean we can't be down on Monday. It doesn't mean we can't finish lower today. But if you are under the gun and you have to perform, and you know you're lucky that the S and P is going to be only up, you know, three percent on the year, uh, probably by the end of today, you don't have as much catch up to play. But if you've missed a huge opportunity, they're going to have to put some money to work. And as we get closer to the end of the year, when we, you know, they have to post and let their customers know what they've done, that pressure ratchets up. So. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of the cases where, and this happens to a lot of people in more than just money. Um, they've missed the boat because they voted with their their hearts and, and they didn't vote with their heads. And just you know, take the personality, take the person out of it, and look at the product, and and, and it's pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. How do how do you? Uh, I may or may not have a little bit of my retirement planning in Facebook. 
um, that I think they did creep up a little bit. They're still dealing with all of this misinformation activity. Any any updates on where that stock is? Creep heading? is a good description for Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan. I'm, you know, Facebook and MySpace, I think, are a lot alike. But um, I, I would say this: you can break those tech stocks into two different groups, right? And they're not just one group now. So, w- the social media part of of technology, I think, will struggle going forward because of the fact that they didn't regulate themselves well enough. These governments, and Europe's a great example of it, because they're doing it really. They're, they're more, much more aggressive here in, in London than they are in the States. They almost think that they, they're the arbiter. They're, they're the ones that are going to have to start really keeping tabs on these people. But I think that the social media part of that tech sector is going to struggle because they're going to come under much more scrutiny and or new regulation, just like, you know, the the revolution, you know, the workers' revolutions in the 1930s and 40s. It's going to be government-led. So in terms of uh, kind of recalibrating one's portfolio, is there anything that uh, you would recommend uh, in the wake of the last two days, people should be at least, uh, you know, thinking about taking under advisement. Yeah, I'd re- I would relax. You know, the modern portfolio theory of, of money management won a Pulitzer Prize in the 1950s, and basically that was a theory that said you just can't pick them. You have to be fully invested and kind of balance your portfolio out to your risk parameters as you get older. Right? The, the older you get, the more bonds you own, the less stock you own. And I guess everybody knows the the regular. Um, <clears throat> Uh, ratio of you know whatever your age is is what you should have in bonds. So if you're 30, you should have 30% of your money in bonds and 70% in equity. And obviously, if you're 50, it's 50-50. But that's a pretty easy rule of thumb, and I think that still holds true because you know what? You could have bought the high in the stock market every year since 1929, and you'd be a billionaire. And so uh, the the uh, the moral of the story, Kristen, don't be a hero. Just uh, you know, just I like to stay calm, slow and steady, right? Stay yes. calm, yeah. You slow know, and steady. I, 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 yeah, there's more reason. There's more reason to be concerned about a stock market that goes up for no good reason than one that goes down for a few good reasons. Nice. All right. I'm very gonna remember good that. point. I'm going to tattoo that on my arm. <laughs> He's got the cow guy. He's uh, quick with the aphorisms, that guy. He's, it's like, uh, it's like he's like the life's little instruction book of financial yes. advisors. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Scott, the cow guy's got you, Lady Fox Business contributor. Thanks right. for calming our nerves. See Appreciate ya. it. And he joined us on the Turnkey Depot Pro Answer Line. Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560, The Answer mobile app. Just text the word app to 64636 to download the app today.